They use the pulpit to quieten a woman that they've raped, to threaten somebody they've taken money from that is wanting to go to the police, to tell you, you can go to the police, I'm connected. There's a way that they say it. People sometimes, they would tell me, Solomon, hey, forget about these guys that go to all these dodgy churches and all these charlatans and false mm. prophets. Nobody forced them. Nobody put a gun to their head to go in there. But one thing they tend to forget is some of them are blind. You know? So because I see somebody going into the fire, then I should not help them. So who are these shamas is Zangoma Zabo that they go to? And I I believe I don't know if it's a spiritual thing. Upushir also is a mentor in Ubet. Ubet Angel, Ubet Angel. Yeah. I don't know what, what yeah. the same name is pronounced. But even when Bushiri was in court here in South Africa, Ubet was talking smack there yeah. in his church in London, I think. Yeah. How how do the men, how does the mentorship work? You see, the thing is, <laughs> a lot of this sort of access to the supernatural through witch doctors and shamans and sangomas only really became some sort of acceptable amongst prophets and pastors maybe in the last 15 years, 10 years, that became very rampant. Uh, T.B. Joshua has been doing it for a long time. So he's he's a lead. And that's why he is who he is today, even before people discovered The grandmaster. Yeah, he's the grandmaster. But the mentors normally had initiated themselves. You know? And then they are being told that, look, if you want to actually become rich more, you recruit other younger people. You recruit people, bring them. So it's like this, uh, what do you call this, these businesses where you recruit people oh, and then, like the pyramid schemes. Yeah, network marketing. Network marketing. So you, you recruit people and you bring them in. So someone like Uber Angel recruited um, Shepard Bushiri. Recruited, there's another guy called Festus in Nigeria. What's his name? Festus. Okay. Yeah. And these younger guys or these pastors are actually seeking. They've been pastoring for 10 years and nothing is happening. They don't see the power of God. The crowd is not growing. There's pressure. Their friends are doing well. They're not doing well. So is it possible that they come from an honest uh, place where they are really seeking God to a point where they see that, hey man, this does not seem to be working. No. And no. then they end up consulting. For, 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 spiritual for some of them, they go to the shamans knowing what they're doing. Even no, if no, they no, don't no. know what I'm they're saying, doing. You're saying there are guys that have been doing it for 10 years, yeah. but they realize that the, the, the power of God is not manifesting yeah. in their lives. So when they reach that point, does that mean that they started off on the right footing? Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Until they reach that point where yeah. they don't I see tell, any growth? I tell people, a lot of, a lot of these guys, Bushiri, them, all of them, Zondo, they started on a good note. I, I'm not going to take that away from them. I think it's only TB Joshua that never started on a good note. You know, he knew what he was doing. Uh, but they all started on a good note. But then they got to a certain place. There's a pressure of to grow. There's a pressure to make money. And then people like the, their spiritual fathers now recruit them. And they initiate and they accept and say, look, if you want to grow your church, I sure you want to grow your church. 
I sure you wanna you pray you pay whatever price. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been toiling for 10 years. And now you're giving him access from uh 200 people. You know, in six months you can get like 3000. Oh, I would I'll do whatever. They would take them to meet these shamans, these witch doctors. They initiate them. And then they go back and boom, still starts things starts happening. And guess what? Now you the mentee you are expected to give certain amount of money to this your mentor every time you see the whole the way the scheme mm, works it's like the mafia yeah and some of the mentors even if they're not mentors some of the older guys they actually go around to recruit i know people that go around to pastors and say look hey they're not pastors themselves but they're just business people they say look hey i know where i can take you to you can get money and your church will grow so would this be someone who would go to um someone who really takes themselves as a messenger of god who 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 really has the talent for for spreading the word and sharing the word of yeah. god to such an in effect that people really want to follow and come through but he's not really reaching his potential yeah and then these scouts yeah would see the potential and think wow if we could hook this guy up with this sharma yeah they they and You see the thing is they don't just go look for every they don't they don't just target anybody. They look around the town or the city. They look for the guys who are charismatic. They look for the guys who dresses really sharp. You know, they look for guys who like look this one. Your Jay Israel type guys. Yes, women dresses very sharp. Women would like to come to the church. Uh. Because he's good looking. So they target them. Talking about Jay Israel. Talking about Jay Israel. Now we're moving on to Alf Lukao. Even fame, before you yeah. mentioned Jay Israel, mm. Bushiri, they also I met Bushiri before. Okay. And we sat down, we spoke. And I told him the miracle that you mentioned that he was walking in the air. Mm. I told him that is poor editing. What was his response? I told him why didn't you give us the wide shot? Yes. So we can't. We could see. Obviously you gave us a wide see. shot of you coming down, but you never gave us no, a wide Solomon, shot of you. No, Solomon, you're also being a bit unfair. You know if he gave us the wide shot, we'd be able to you tell that he was holding on to something. Exactly. <laughs> So I told him. He was like, "No, uh no, that's what happens. You know, sometimes the spirit of God comes on me and these things just happen. I've done and that." And it just happened times. to come at the time when someone was holding a, a cell phone. Exactly. In and front of he, him while he was walking down the went, stairs of a house. He went and called some of his video editors to come and explain things to me. He was here in Rivonia in his office, the prophetic channel office. I was like, "No. Now Jay Israel, you say. I know of him." Mm. and you you are just referring to the type of people that these recruiters would look at yes he's a good looking guy he dresses well <laughs> i've heard stories of him being a womanizer mm. he is charismatic he has a lot of well i know he had a church in east london he had yeah. a lot of women in that church so you say those are the type of people that they would look at yeah and for some time according to his testimony now now that he says he's out of yeah. the occult or the cults he was a son or the right hand man of Alf Lukao and before then it was Hubert Angel okay Hubert Angel came to him and he left him some money and that was how they fell out what happened with them and how did they fall out he left him with some money he came he had an event mm-hmm. so he invited Hubert Angel okay and Hubert Angel wanted a, a woman a girl also so his wife found out and the wife was like no buy two tickets Hubert's oh, wife Hubert's wife mm. buy two tickets I'm also coming so they came And what Hubert Angel does did was to raise you know when you have a conference you have bills to pay and everything yes 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 but Hubert Angel now raised 
did an offering and raised money. You know the way they know how they are like good marketers. They manipulate you. But you see, Ibad Angel knows how to raise money because he knows how to manipulate people in the church when you're sitting. He knows what to say to make you commit. Okay. There are certain prophets and pastors, they know how to raise money. They know how to manipulate people. They know how to get straight into your emotion. Mm. Before you know it, you're committing a hundred thousand. Mm. So he raised that money. After he raised that money, he took all the money for himself when he was leaving. He didn't share the money with Jay Israel and Jay was left with bills, hotel bills and whatever, which he had to pay and he wasn't happy about. Mm. And that was the beginning of the end of the relationship. Then he jumped to Alf Lukau, even changed his name, you know, to Jay Alf Lukau. You know, even Alf Lukau's number one son. There's Alf Lukau. Why I particularly want us to look or talk about Alf Lukau is because of the big miracle that he performed. Was it last year when he rose last year. a man last year on March. from the dead? Yeah. Also picked up from a YouTube channel. Congratulations, by the way. You're growing at a very fast pace. Uh -huh, and, thank you. And, and the knowledge that you're sharing, I think, uh, resonates with the person you are. Mm. And it shows uh, the person you are. Because you're not all about me, me, me. I and I was saying to you, I like the fact that you always go back to the scripture. Yeah. So for any Christian to be able to be able to determine whether this is true or fake or true or false, they have to look at the scriptures because that's 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 their guiding light, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So let's let's look at those three guys. Obviously, because Bushiri now everyone is waking up to him. He escaped. <laughs> disappeared yes he played us i don't know if it was a miracle <laughs> and you were the first person on social media to yeah. pick it up yeah i think you 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 tweeted um on, on i tweeted on, on a friday the news yes broke. yes let me let me go to that tweet i just want to go to that tweet what if i tell you <laughs> that bushiri has run away from south africa mm. you tweeted this at 2025 on the 13th of november that's, that's a friday. On friday yes the news broke on Saturday morning. Saturday. Saturday morning a little bit. Saturday afternoon, then people are waking up. The media only started reporting about it late on Saturday. Mm. You know. But I knew. I knew about it because I got sources. And when I was told, I actually got in touch with somebody who's with the Hawks. You know. Who is investigating Bushiri's uh, rape and sexual allegations. And she had no idea. Mm. You know, I was like, what do you mean you have no idea? I said, no, that's. The guy is, is away. Do you know the guy is away? And and those are the kind of sources that come to you because they trust you. A lot of what I do is about trust. Because the Christian faith is itself is about trust. You know, we we have to trust each other. And that's one of the things that is lacking today, where people do not trust men of God enough. Uh, in society, if there's any place that the people trust is the church. If there are any leaders that the people trust is the Christian leaders, the pastor, the priest, the prophet, not the politician. You know, so they come to you because they trust you and they can confide in you in so many different ways. You know, but all that is lacking today. All that is lacking today. Uh, so you, you get people coming and confiding in you about all these stories. And, and then you, you have to ask yourself, what do you do about it? Are you just going to leave it there? People sometimes, they would tell me, Solomon, hey, forget about these guys that go to all these dodgy churches and all these charlatans and false mm. prophets. 
Nobody forced them. Nobody put a gun to their head to go in there. But one thing they tend to forget is some of them are blind. You know, so because I see somebody in going into the fire, then I should not help them. So for me, that's my thinking. That's why, I mean, I put my life on the line a lot, even my families. And there's a time that I had a very hard conversation with my wife who sat down and I looked at her and said, look, you see this thing that I do, mm. that God has called me to do, to expose the truth and expose false prophets and help people. It might cost me my life. But I trust that God gave us the kids that we have. Even if I'm not around, you can take care of the kids. You know, it was a difficult conversation, to be honest with I you. I can imagine. It, because, it's, because I saw death face to face. I knew and God told me, Solomon, are you ready to die for the truth? So I have to, people ask me a lot, why are you so courageous? Why are you so bold? I think it's because God helped me to take away the fear of that. You know, I ask myself, what's the worst case? You take my life, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's the worst you can do to me. But my life is not actually my life. It's Christ. Taking my life here is not going to be the end of my life. And it will be an honor. It will be a badge that I will proudly wear. To go to prison for what I do. To go to be killed for what I do. So, and that was when, there was a time I was living in fear. Because mm. I got threat. They came to my house. My wife got messages. They're coming to kill our kids. And all that kind of stuff. You know, it was so overwhelming. And my wife has nothing to do with what I do. My wife is totally something different. Yeah. My wife is a, she's a chartered accountant. Mm, mm. She's, she's, her field where God has called her is different. Yeah. We don't even collaborate in what I do, mm. you know. But then, again, over the years, people learn to trust. And, tr and, and that's what is missing. Okay. I, I saw the video that you did of Alf Lukao last night. And I watched a couple of videos of Jay Israel after he has now left yeah. Aflukau. I think there was a video that he published sometime in July. In your expose of Aflukau, you talk about him recruiting actors. I don't know if it's common across the board, Very but he, he recruited actors. Yeah. And for some reason, it, it looks like there's a lot of people from Zimbabwe who end up being actors in these so-called miracle schemes of theirs. Yeah. So there's this young lady who you featured on your expose in your expose uh, she says she's sleeping with a 74 year old man and then she comes out to actually say no i was recruited by this guy yes what are some of the fake miracles that alf is is famous for obviously we all know of the resurrection the resurrection is there i think people would not question that and there's also a lot of like Did the guy die no 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 not was he resurrected after the whole spectacle? Was he killed? There was I have something no idea. along those lines that the I guy no that idea. was acting as the man who was resurrected yeah, from what I disappeared hear, or died yeah, shortly after that. From what I that. hear, he, was, he probably was banished to outside the country. Oh, okay. okay. Or he, he was taken out. Uh, so it's, it's going to be one of those just okay. to get him out of the picture, mm, obviously, mm, mm, because mm. it's not going to be good news for them. Mm. But Alv Lukau, I think for a lot a lot of it, the allegations are just around uh, manufacturing miracles. 
So there are miracles that you see sometimes with all these guys that comes from that supernatural power that they got from a witch doctor. Mm -hmm. But then there are some of the miracles that you have to manufacture and make it look real. People coming in and then you put them on a wheelchair. You know, you get actors, you tell them what to say, you tell them how to say it. And Alf Lukau will not be directly involved. He has his foot soldiers. They arrange all that. You're talking about a lot of them being Zimbabweans, obviously, because a lot of the, them as Zimbabweans, they're here trying to get a job. They don't have a job. They need money and all that. So if you're offered, you know, a thousand rand or two thousand rand just to go and, and, and act and do this, it's easy for you to, to accept it. Mm -hmm. So for, for him, it's just a lot of cases of really, uh, when it when comes to the supernatural, Alf is not as active as Bushiri, you know, or Zondo. But when it comes to deception, you know, creating fake miracles, uh, sitting down and really strategizing, you know, from all the allegations that I had, that's where, that's where he's very strong at. That's why, obviously, you saw the, the resurrection miracle mm. that backfired terribly. Uh, it's just another case of of manufacturing. I think he miracle. took it a bit too far with that one. Yeah, he wanted to probably elevate himself to the level of Jesus Christ. No, would you say you have to outshine? You have to outshine the other false prophets oh. in the city. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there's a. It's always a competition. Okay, he did this. I'm gonna do something better. Mm. And they began to get to a place where there was no restraint because nobody had ever called them to book. No, I. In in closing, I see there's a significance with with the ring. Some of them, a lot of them have. This huge ring that they wear. Yeah, I want us to. I want us to just uh, talk about that a little bit. And they all seem to use the pulpit to to sh to tell people of how strong they are in the spiritual world. There's a video of Bushiri saying this and threatening to kill people. Like you don't know me. I'm I'm in a higher level than you in the spiritual world. Mm. The video, I don't know if it, this was the video that you were talking about on, on, on Alf's uh, expose or if it was from J. Israel, but he says, oh, it's the guy, no, it's from J. Israel, the guy who confesses that he had killed 400 people and he was part of a spiritual cult and his leader was from Australia. Mm. And he says, no, I'm scared to expose this guy. And then there's a, that woman who always dies voiceovers for, for Alf says, this man does not know who he's talking to. He's talking to the man of God, Alf Lukau. <laughs> These guys use the pulpit to elevate themselves to a higher level in the spiritual realm. Yeah. And then there's also the issue of the ring. Can you just delve on those two? You know, the pulpit is always a place where... You know, because it's just monologue, one person talking, uh, they try to use that a lot to, to, to control you. And the pulpit represents authority. So for a lot of people, whatever you hear from the pulpit is more like the, the final, gospel the gospel <laughs> truth. Yes. You know, and that's where the problem comes from. So they go there, they threaten people. They go there, they would say certain things, and you think it's true. For a lot of people that are in the church, I mean, some people know it's not true. Uh, but for a lot of people. So it's been used and abused, you know, and misused in so many different ways. Uh, that's why when Bushiri was given bail and the judge actually told him, don't go and intimidate, don't say anything about that. You know, it's a total guy. So you you actually finished him. You know you know what I'm saying? Because they use that a lot. It's a strategy that most charlatans and false prophets, they use the pulpit to quieten a woman that they've raped, 
to threaten somebody they've taken money from that is wanting to go to the police, to tell you you can go to the police, I'm connected. There's a way that they say it. To tell you you cannot go anywhere, I have money, I can get the best lawyers. To tell you anywhere you go to, they would not believe you. Zondo, that's what Zondo says. Anywhere you go to, they will not believe you because I am Zondo. That's his line. I am Zondo. You know, and you see them with those rings. Those rings are not just a piece of jewelry. Those rings, for a lot of them, it represents a sign of a covenant. So you have to study. There are different design of the ring. You have to study the ring and actually look at the image on the ring and do your research based on the image on the ring. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know that, yeah, when you become a bishop or whatever, a part of how you are, you are initiated into it, you get a ring. Even remember the, the story of the prodigal son when he came back? Yes. You know, a ring. his dad gave him a ring. What does a ring represent? So first you have to ask yourself that question. What does a ring represent? And then you ask yourself, but this ring, why is it different? What is the meaning of this ring? Because not, not all rings are the same. So a ring would signify a covenant. Very much. An agreement covenant, that you make a with A covenant, someone. an agreement that you make, and you also carry that covenant publicly. Okay. So you acknowledge so that public, covenant yeah. publicly. That's what you do, just like a husband and a wife. Yes. But in this case, if you are in a covenant with, uh, with Satan, you carry the ring and you're taking it to the pulpit. You are giving, you've given, technically you have given Satan access to your pulpit. And that's what Satan wants. And you're doing it publicly. But a lot of people do not know. But then Satan now has influence over the people that are there mm. without their knowledge. But you are the one who gave him access to. Now in closing, I see you've, you're also delving in this YouTube space. How is that going for you? <laughs> YouTube is actually, I'm, I'm actually telling my wife that I discovered that a lot of people actually live on YouTube. Mm. You know, it has become a major, major source of, of information, of videos. People want to get some sort of education. You know, they trust YouTube far more than they trust a whole lot of stuff, you know. Uh, and it's going so well. I'm learning very much, you know, uh, from it. I'm learning always trying to adjust my content to, to what people want. Uh, and people are always going to be there also to, to agree with you, especially for what I do and disagree with you and hit you hard. But I'm used to that. You know, I'm, I have a very thick skin. You can, you can smash me all that you want. But I think it's a great platform for us to use, mm. especially to educate people in whatever way and also to inform people and also share who we are. You never just know. Uh, in as much as there's a lot of content on YouTube that are that are not so we're not supposed to consume, but we know that. Yeah. So just let people know about your your social media handles where they can follow you and your YouTube channel. Yeah, you can follow me on uh, Facebook. Is Solomon Izang Ashams. My name is going to be on the screen here, so you can mm -hmm. see it. Uh, or you can follow me on uh, Twitter, Solomon Ashams. On Instagram, Solomon Ashams. I I share quite a lot. I'm, I get busy on it sometimes. And then on on YouTube, it's Solomon's Temple. Mm. Solomon's Temple. To be good to uh, engage people there.